At this point in the NFL season, there are some teams that are frustrated and disappointed, and they are vocally saying they have had enough. They're tired. They're fed up with the way they've been playing. What about in life? Are you and I frustrated, disappointed with the way we've been living, the way things have been going, and we know that we need a change? Well, what do we do about it? And is being fed up actually a good thing? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's, it's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by Luke Heaton. On today's episode, we are unpacking the current state of the Chargers, the Steelers, the Jets, and the fact that their players and coaches have had enough. They're fed up. They don't like the way they've been playing. And so uh, we'll discuss the changes that they hope to, to make or, or could make and, and then how that relates to our own lives and, and being in that place of frustration and discouragement and, and knowing that change needs to happen. And, and what does that change look like? And so we'll, uh, we'll have an encouraging and challenging conversation around that today. Uh, I do want to begin the show uh, with just a, a heart of gratitude uh, to you and, and for you. Uh, as a listener and viewer of this show, and it's been an awesome year, and and just with Thanksgiving uh, around the corner, where uh, you know just the mindset goes to, wow, what are we thankful for? And I'm thankful that I continue to do unpacking it. This is year number ten for our ministry. I'm so thankful to to God for His faithfulness and goodness in allowing uh, me to be a part of this ministry for ten years, and and so thankful that we get to be on this journey with you. That, that we are sports fans following Jesus, and, and it's a privilege to be able to uh, be behind the mic and, and share what God's doing in my life and how he's changing me, and then being able to explain some of that to you as, as he reveals these topics and, and how you know, his word comes alive and it relates to a, a story that's going on in sports. And so I'm thankful that, that you listen and, and, and I always appreciate the feedback. And so thank you for uh, reaching out and, and always uh, appreciate your financial support. M many of you that listen to this show support the ministry financially. And it's a, a blessing to us. I hope it's a blessing to you because the joy of giving is, is a wonderful thing. And, and so to be able to do that and to be able to partner together, uh, it's, uh, it's awesome. So I'm very appreciative and grateful for you and, and for the many people that, that support this ministry and allow us to do this uh, each week. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm also grateful for Sugar Creek Coffee. Ooh, I've been enjoying some good Sugar Creek lately. It's, it's just hit the spot. So uh, I encourage you to check out. Uh, they got a holiday blend this time of year. So uh, you got to get in on that. Uh, but go to sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. Order some coffee for the, the friends in your life, for family members in your life, for coworkers uh, as a little Christmas gift. Uh, let them enjoy some Sugar Creek Coffee as well. So. Uh, we always encourage you to order two bags, but uh, sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK. 
All right, Luke. Your Dallas Cowboys beat my Panthers on Sunday, and as we as we begin this topic of being fed up, I'm fed up with the Panthers. <laughs> I have been for for uh, most of the season, uh, but that's the sense here in in Charlotte. But uh, but you got to be feeling pretty good about your Cowboys heading into uh, the the annual Thanksgiving game. Got the Commanders on on deck. Absolutely the uh, <clears throat> the TV will be on. And it hopefully will not be on mute. Uh, it's always a battle on which which family members want zero TV, which family members want TV on but on mute. I always fight for TV on and audio. Uh, being a, probably not as big of a broadcaster junkie as you are, but I, I, I love the sounds of the game. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for that game. It was a nice win over your Panthers, but Dallas fans here are thinking, no, did we really learn anything? About our team, not we not hung in there for to, a while. Not yeah, not trying to add any more nails into the coffin, but just felt like we continued to learn. Just it's just not the year for the Panthers. Not the no, year. no, no. It might not be the decade for the Panthers, unfortunately. <laughs> so very, very bleak. But uh, we'll talk about a couple other teams today and a couple comments that that were made. And I want to start with the Los Angeles Chargers because this is a team that we know has talent. They got a, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Justin Herbert. And he's, he's had a good season, no, no doubt about it. But they can't win games. They, they lose close games. And, and once again, uh, this was the fifth time they fell short in a one-score game. And so you have to point to the coaching. You, you point to the, the, the lack of adjustments that the Chargers make. And, and if you heard Brandon Staley's press conference after the game, I mean, very defiant. I heard that word yesterday, I think on PTI or something. Very defiant. And he's not willing to change. But here's what one of his players had to say after the game. He told ESPN, we just fed up. Something's got to change. Um, and, and so uh, Chargers safety uh, said that. And, and so that's the reality. Like something has to change with the Chargers. They can't keep doing what they're doing. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like their head coach is willing. He's put his, you know, dug his feet into the ground, and I'm still calling the plays. I'm going to keep doing the way we're doing it. Ah, uh, yikes! So, yeah, any thoughts it, on the Chargers? Well, not that it appears that there is a huge fan base for the Chargers anyway, but if I am of that fan base, I would be fed up as well, because for the past few years, all we've been hearing is, could Justin Herbert be the best quarterback in the NFL? Look at all the talent they have on defense. Look at all these weapons on offense. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. You have Bosa on the defensive end. Derwin James. I mean, come on. So is it maybe they're not just as good? Or is this coach holding back what could oh. be a contender? So if I'm a fan, I am so fed up with, I mean, multiple years of the, ex the same expectations, the same hype, and the same letdowns. It it's got to be so discouraging. Absolutely. And so uh, so they're fed up. And then you go across the country to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what's interesting about them is they've actually had a good season. They're in contention. They could be a playoff team. The defense is very strong, led by T.J. Watt. And, and Mike Tomlin, of course, one of the great coaches in the league and maximizes their, their talent. However, they've been frustrated by their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, and, and really just the offensive inconsistencies. And so... We found out today they have fired Matt Canada. And so they have had enough. They've had enough of this offense and the fact that they lost to the Browns with a, 
you know, third string quarterback yeah. uh, in, a, in a tight game and they can't, you know, they can't score touchdowns. And so is it Kenny Pickett? Is it the offensive play calling, offensive coordinator? Either way, they're fed up. Here's what Najee Harris said after the game. He was clearly frustrated, had 12 carries, 35 yards. And he says, there's just a lot of stuff that just goes around that you guys don't see. I guess I'm trying to say is it's just, I'm just at a point where I'm just tired of this. And so he's tired of this as a running back being mm. in this offense. Uh, later, he said, I just don't know what to do. I'm just stuck in this situation where I just don't have an answer to it. And, and I believe a lot of the frustration has been with the coordinator. Now Matt Canada's out. We'll see what kind of change that creates for the Steelers. But they have some weapons. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. Apparently, yeah. they're holding Deontay Johnson back from his coaches. Uh, on Sunday, Goodness so a lot gracious. going on in Pittsburgh. We'll see what this this leads to. In a division where well, I guess the Ravens probably will run away with it, but there, with how poorly they have played statistically, for them to have the record they have is a miracle. So continue to hopefully build on. It could be they could be a two win team. It feels like at this point, but to have a winning record. Uh, I saw a stat, though, that that's kind of discouraging that I think uh, your boy DeVito with the Giants has more multiple touchdown games throwing than Pickett already. I'm sure. Probably Bryce Young. <laughs> which, is, which is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the Steelers' negative point differential, they're like last year's Vikings. Probably worse, more more drastic. But last year's Vikings statistically should not have won that many games. But they did. So make the most of it. Yeah. So so just to, uh, I don't want to upset Browns fans because this is, you know, they're, they're playing great. They're seven and three. So the Ravens aren't running away with anything, Luke. That, now the Ravens are, they, they appear to be the best team, you know, defense, offense, all that kind of thing. Uh, but the Browns, they're, uh, they've won three in a row. They're seven and three. So uh, I got to give them, give them some love. But we'll see what the Steelers can do the rest of the way. We know the Bengals are out now without Burrow. Uh, there's no hope for them because their defense isn't good enough. But the other team that I want to talk about today, just as far as being fed up, tired, uh, the New York Jets. And this took a little bit longer than it probably should have, but they are finally fed up with Zach, jo uh, Zach uh, Wilson. I don't know why I'm calling him Zach Johnson. We got golf. What I got golf on the mind in November. Got golf on your mind. <laughs> what am I doing here? Um, Zach Wilson. So they're fed up with his mistakes. They get blown out by the Bills, 32 to 6. Mm. And, and and Robert Sala finally announced that uh, Tim Boyle will now oh. be the starter, uh, whoever that is. Come on, seriously, who is that? Um, so, uh, you know. Very the, bleak. The mistakes, <laughs> very bleak for the Jets. But why they kept putting him out there and oh. expecting something was going to be different. We already saw Zach Wilson last year. We saw him this year. He had one or two games where – Maybe he had a couple big plays that gave you a little bit of hope, but for the most part, the Jets players have to be fed up with it. We know the fans are fed up with it. They're tired of watching Zach Wilson, and finally, Sala makes the move to, to Boyle. It, Sala ought to be questioned more on why it took this long to be fed up with Zach Wilson. Yeah. Because I think that's going to be... We, we need some some information on that on... Why didn't you go get a Josh Dobbs type at the trade deadline? Oh, yeah. No question. Why did it take this long? But then Tim Boyle's your option. 
no, no disrespect to him, I've never heard of him. I I have no idea. And then, but Wilson's not even the Wilson's QB three now. Simeon is going to be the official backup. And now and, and he's he hasn't yeah, done anything in years. I, know. I mean, come on, so it's barely. This is a playoff team with a a average quarterback. And I would consider a guy like Josh Dobbs, a Josh Dobbs type, with that Jets defense, you just need someone to be able average, to be decent. Below average, way below average. I know. We're, so we're, it's, we're back up. I mean, yeah. So they went all, of yeah. course, they went all in on Rodgers and, and all that. So it der- yeah. derailed everything. But there but. was there was more that could have been done earlier. Like if you were going to bench, if you're benching him now, I mean, you could have done it before the deadline. I feel like that's we, right. we've seen enough to know it's probably not going to work. So finally, they finally have had enough, even yeah. though it probably should have happened a little bit sooner. And, and so as we think about these three teams in particular, and you probably throw in more teams than, than this, uh, Panthers fans, of, of course, are, are fed up as, as well. <laughs> Put in but, Dalton, baby. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm okay with that. Um, but, but how about each of us today? When it comes to our own lives, are we fed up with, with how things are, are going? Are, are we tired of this? Kind of the, the stuff that, that's holding us back? It, enough is enough. It's time. And, and we, we've had enough of certain behaviors and certain attitudes and, and certain sins that, that continue to entangle us. Have we finally said, all right, that's it. I'm fed up. I can't, I can't keep going on like this. And, and so the encouragement for us today is, is really that it's not a bad spot to be in. Like, it's unfortunate that we found ourselves in it, but if we're temporarily in this place of being fed up, it actually means that change is possible, that we're finally willing and open to say, all right, the way I've been doing it, I, I can't keep going on like this. I- I've been going my own way. And we actually get to the end of ourselves and we admit that my way doesn't work and I'm surrendered. God, my, my hands are open. My heart is open. My mind is open. Please take over. I, I can't keep going on like this. I, I'm blowing it. My, my way stinks. And, and so are we willing to say that? And because when we do, God steps in. He transforms us. He does incredible work. And so when we're frustrated and we're disappointed by how we're living, we just have to be willing to get out of the way and let Jesus take over. And allow him to lead us to say, all right, show me, show me what needs to change. What direction do I need to go? And, and he transforms our mind with the renewal of our mind and he changes our hearts. He, he steps in and moves in, in incredible ways. And so let me, let me pause there and, and let you jump in Luke. Yeah. I just want to concur that it's not a not bad place to be in. That is the place to be in before any change can happen. That's that's the first thing that the Holy Spirit does in the process of repentance is conviction. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin and being uh, the habits we have that aren't in step with following Jesus. Or if we've never placed our faith in Christ before, that's the first thing is an overwhelming response to, I cannot keep going this way. That's right. So, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, the The point is not necessarily I've gone too far or I've done all of this or how could I possibly make a change. It's it. The Holy Spirit begins His work 
in restoring and returning us to God. We talked about last week, making a return. That's right. You make a return to God by first coming to the end of yourself and just being overwhelmed with, I just can't keep doing this anymore. So it, it's a freeing thing to be in and, and spot to be in because you know, you know what? I, I'm, I'm out of hope going this way. I, I, I just can't do this anymore. It's time for a change. And now you have the open hands and now mm. change is possible. But until you get to that spot, and we don't, it's not always these, these huge grandiose things. It could be a, very minor habits in our life too. That's like, you know, I, I got to stop. I can't keep doing this anymore. But it's still yeah. the open hands of that posture is required first for change to happen. So it's a freeing spot to be in, and it, it's it's really necessary. Yeah, you mentioned just even minor things, but this isn't necessarily minor. But I just remember a couple of years ago, I had had enough of watching church online. Like this was during the Rona and all that. I'm like, I'm going back to church. I'm yeah. going. I don't, you know, whatever. We got issues. We'll try to protect ourselves. Whatever. I got to be in church. I, I got to yeah. be there. I got to be worshiping. I can't be watching at home anymore. Mm-hmm. So those are the types of decisions that sometimes you just get to the end of. It's like, all right, enough is enough. Um, and so that just popped in my head, but, but going back to these three teams, what, what have we seen already this week? So as I was putting this devotional together, we've seen things happen. Well, the Steelers said, all right, enough is enough. We're getting rid of our offensive offensive coordinator. The Jets said enough is enough. Not only was Zach Wilson benched in the game, he's now benched moving forward. And then the third team, the chargers, what's he doing? He's stubborn. And, and he's, and he's being, uh, what was the word I used? Um, uh, what was the word I just used? Defiant. He's being yes. defiant. And and so is that us in life? Are we not at this place of surrender because we're being stubborn and defiant? We're like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. My way's gonna work. My way's gonna work. Yeah. I'm gonna keep calling the plays. I'm gonna keep calling the plays. Stop. Get out of the way. Brandon Staley, give up the play calling. <laughs> Do it. You you stink. Your team stinks. Yeah. And so for us, you know, we gotta stop trying to call all the shots in our lives. We've got to give up control. Let God take over. Let Jesus lead the way. Enough is enough. And, and so, especially when it comes to, you know, the, the, the sinful and the selfish behavior in our lives, we must submit to Jesus and trust him to change our attitude and change our desires too. And, and so let, let's go to 1 Peter 4, 1 through 3 uh, for, for this challenge. And, and so it says, So then, since Christ suffered physical pain, you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had. And be ready to suffer too. For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that that godless people enjoy, their immorality and lust, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. But that said it. So, So we have to put our foot down and say enough is enough. We, we got to bench that lifestyle and, and stop you know, chasing our own sinful desires and chasing you know, what the world wants us to do. And the, the things in the past, we got we to leave it in the past. Like we talked about last, last week, repentance. We got to get to that place of enough is enough and putting our foot down. Yeah, a- absolutely. And again, it's not just for the sake of we need to do this. Oh, we need to in order to, you know, be better for God, or we need to in order to to increase God's favor. I, I really think it is the kindness of God and, and really mercy. If we really understand the 
<clears throat> the outcomes of what will happen to us, I mean, ultimately, if we never place our faith in Christ, we continue going our own way. The outcome is we won't be part of the kingdom of God, and we'll be separated from God forever. But it, it, even as Christians, if we continue going in our own ways in certain areas, the damage and destruction that is around the corner, it's in God's kindness and His mercy to bring us to a point of saying, enough is enough. Mm. To bring us to the so-called rock bottom, how whatever that looks like for us. Yeah, yeah. It, that's God being kind to us to make us aware of that and then to restore us back to Him. Um, but we can't be defiant. But the reality is, we, our natural response is defiance. We, we feel that conviction from the Spirit, or we're made aware of that. Many times we want to respond with a stiff arm, a Derek Henry, King Henry stiff arm to that. Uh, no, that requires me changing my ways. That requires me surrendering. That requires someone else being the Lord of my life. But if we really sit in that, pray through it, talk to a close friend about it, process it, man, it, 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 we must return. We must come to the end of, our, end of ourselves and say, enough really is enough because what happens if I continue in this? Mm. Like for the Chargers, right. what happens if, if, if this continues for Staley? Oh. He's going to be fired. Yep. He's gone. No, no, changes must happen. So what must happens happen. for us if we continue in, in our ways that are opposed to the ways of God? Like, let's be real. Let's actually think through that question and be real with the outcomes. Let's just not play in make-believe land that everything's going to be great. I'm going to keep following my own ways. No, tease those out. Tease those out. Think hmm. of what's around the corner. It, it's not going to be good. And and the other kind of aspect to the story or to this conversation about being fed up is, you know, how many of us are are fed up and tired of just living the mediocre life. And so it's not even necessarily, you know, the sinful, you know, crazy, you know, oh, I'm doing all these wild things, but it's just the complacency. It's just the mediocrity. It's just going through the religious motions. Yeah, I go to church. I show up. I don't really engage. I just, you know, go listen to a sermon. That's nice. And then go home. And, you know, we're just sort of just doing religious things almost out of guilt or, or even still buying the lie that, that we have to earn something from God when he freely gives salvation, grace through, through Jesus, through faith in, in Jesus. And, and so, um, do we need to make a change in, in our lives because you know, we've just had enough of that mediocrity that going through the motions complacency, and we really want a vibrant relationship with Jesus. And so change is needed in that regard. And, and so I, I love the message translation, how it paraphrases uh, what Jesus says in, in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And so that's the invitation that we have. The Jesus life, the, the, where, where he's, he's who we're following. He's who we're, 
we're relying on. He, it, it's his power. It's his strength. Um, it's his way of, of doing. That's what we're, we're after versus just kind of the, the motions, the, the, eh, the mediocre uh, complacency. Where's that getting us to? We need, we need to say, I'm fed up with that. I'm tired of that. I got I to gotta make a change. I want the vibrant life that, that Jesus talks about. You know, going back to the abundant life, too, that he talks about. He came that we have an abundant life. It's in him. It's, it's vibrant. It's, it's, it's life-giving. It's joy-filled. It's peace-filled. It's restful. It's not this, oh, I got to do, I got to do, I got to do. It's, no, I rest in Jesus, and I walk with him each day, the, the path that he has for me. No, absolutely, and I, <clears throat> I think that's a really practical, relevant question to consider, especially for our listeners who are Christians. What really is the point of going through the motions? Like when you when you really think about it, especially this time of year, it's going to be a lot of people are going to show up to church who haven't been in months, a year, and now there's this kind of cultural draw to come back to church, which is great. I'm, I'm not dogging it that is. at all. Like, if, if you, now's the time. Come back. Like, yep. Come to the end of yourself and say, enough's enough. I got to be in church. That's right. But for, for those who that's been their normal rhythm every now and then, um, and they're okay with that, mm. I guess, and, and you're claiming to be a, a follower of Jesus, like, don't settle for not flourishing. Like, yes, we're still waiting for the return of Christ and the, the full fulfillment of the kingdom of God, but there's this already not now, already not yet reality of, no, we are part of the kingdom of God. We can flourish and have, like you said, a vibrant relationship with Christ, amazing union, intimacy, fellowship with the one true God. So what what's really the point of going through the motions? What's the point of occasionally showing up to church? What's the point of never really serving? Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I, I don't really spend time with God. I guess, I don't know, I just, I've been thinking about this question for myself, too, because I've noticed there's aspects of my life where I just kind of go through the motions, and I've had to really ask myself, what what's the point? Like, it just feels purposeless. What's the point of just going through the motions for the sake of, oh, I guess these are just kind of habits that I do, but mm. there's no meaning to them? Mm. And it just falls so short of this flourishing relationship with Christ that we could have that affects us at our jobs, us and our families, us and our relationships. It affects our time, the way we spend our money. And that's the call of God for us to, he's not just a piece of our life where we just kind of go through the motions, check that off the list. He's everything. He is our life. We have life in Christ. So I, I guess I, I'm processing this out loud with you right now of just thinking through the question, what what's the point and the purpose of the things I do where I just kind of go through the motions? It, it probably just makes no sense. Um, so like, come to the end of myself in those areas, and it's like, right. no, let me intentionally do them where they actually have a purpose, where I'm on fire for them. Mm. Yeah, it's, again, it's getting to the end of uh, of the lackadaisical attitude, just getting to the end of just going through the motions, getting to the end of ourselves. Uh, I would recommend a book, Kyle Eidelman's called The End of Me. I read it a number of years ago, but that's a good book. Um, and we're always in this process of continuing to get to the end of ourselves, continue to surrender, you know, just surrender, submit, let go. 
enough is enough. I'm, I'm, try, I'm, I'm going to stop trying to control things. Stop trying to figure everything out in my own understanding. And, and just, I just trust you. I just follow you. God, show me the way. I'm, I'm not going to be defiant anymore. I'm not going to be stubborn anymore. Um, and so, again, being in that fed up place is, is the entry point to, mm-hmm. all right, God, come, come in, take over. Change my perspective, change my attitude, change my desires, and, and, and transform me from the inside out. Renew my mind, transform my heart, show me the way to go. And, and so this is the, the process that we have to go through. And, and again, comparing it to the teams, all right, all right, enough is enough, coach, you're out. Enough is enough, quarterback, you're out. So what in our life is out, needs to get it, all right, get it out and, and replace it with the Lord, uh, which we talked about a few weeks ago as well, about re- replacing backup quarterbacks that came in. Um, and so, and then last week we talked about repentance, and today just hitting it home, getting to the end of ourselves, being fed up with the way we're going and, and whether that's on the, the religious side of things where it's just going through the motions or on the sinful side. And it's like enough is enough of this sinful pattern, sinful behavior. God, take over. Free me from this. I gotta, this cannot be a part of my life anymore. I can't have Zach Wilson in my life anymore. <laughs> enough is enough. Matt Canada, out. Get it out. Get right. it out. Who's the, who's the Jimbo you? in your life? That's the There's question. Jimbo, the Texas A&M, <laughs> your, your team. They've had enough. That's right. They've had enough. That's it. <laughs> the Panthers have had enough, but we're still stuck. Um, <laughs> but we don't know what to do. Uh, right. But we do. As followers of Jesus, we know what to do. We know who to turn to, and we know yep. who to rely on. And so let's let's do that. Let's let's take those steps toward him uh, in full surrender. So, Luke, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. Uh, whether you get that game on mute or or not on mute, good luck with that. Uh, but enjoy the the festivities. And uh, Lord willing, we'll be back next week. But have a wonderful Thanksgiving week. We are thankful for you as a listener. And thanks for all of your support of Unpacking It. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. And we will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. Happy Thanksgiving.